Hello, I'm former gravedigger Nathan Barnett from spooky old New England, now living in Los Angeles, and you're watching Grave Stories. I'm currently visiting my parents in Massachusetts, and I'm away from my office and my main setup, but I still wanted to upload a video, so I figured I'd do a special episode on something pretty scary that happened to my mom and dad at the Wayside Inn in Sudbury, Massachusetts. The Wayside Inn is a notoriously haunted establishment. It's known for people having ghostly experiences, but it's also a restaurant and a tavern where you can just go and hang out and listen to music, sit by the fire, eat some food or have a drink. It's really nice just to sit inside the tavern and I haven't been in a few years. So the other night I decided to go and have some food and just kind of hang out. And when I was there, I filmed some footage of the property and figured I could do a special episode on the experience that my parents had when they stayed there on their anniversary back in 2004. So what I'll do in this episode is I'll read the retelling that my dad wrote up of the night and what they experienced. So this episode will be in the words of my dad. I will just be reading it. So without further ado, let's get into room number nine in the Wayside Inn. Now, first, I think you should know some interesting facts about the inn. It's the oldest inn in the entire country, and Henry Ford was the last private owner of the inn. He purchased it in 1923 from Cora Lemon. The following year, he purchased 3,000 acres of land surrounding the inn from John D. Pierman, with the aim of developing it into a historically oriented village and museum, which it now is. Now, way before all of this, Jerusha Howe lived in the inn. She was the sister of Lyman Howe, who was known as the Squire and the last landlord of the Howe family to own the inn. Jerusha was born on July 6th in 1797, and she died on February 27th in 1842. She was only 44 years old. Jerusha was far above the typical country girl of the period, according to Harper's New Monthly magazine. Quote, she possessed great common sense combined with refined tastes, musical accomplishments, and rare domestic abilities. She was delicate in person, not of robust constitution, which kept her much at home under the care of watchful parents. She was known as the Belle of Sudbury. Jerusha was an arbiter of taste in the area. She was the first in the area to own a spinet piano which was often seen covered with piles of old music books. She was also known to sing beautifully. Jerusha was often asked for her hand in marriage by single men, and she rejected all of them. She wanted to marry an Englishman. Well, one day an Englishman stayed at the inn, and he and Jerusha fell in love. They were together for the time he stayed in the country, but then eventually had to go back to England. They got engaged before he left, and he said he would come back to marry her only he never came back. It's unknown if he died at sea or if he just went back to England with no intention of ever marrying her. Either way, Jerusha never dated anyone after that. She died of a broken heart waiting for her fiance to return. Now, people who have stayed in the inn and workers have had many unusual experiences, particularly in room number nine, which was Jerusha's room. And that's the room my parents stayed in. Now let's get into what my dad wrote about their stay. Everything you will hear from now on will be in my dad's words. Room 9, Wayside Inn, Sudbury, Massachusetts, 2004. It was a wicked cold winter night when my wife and I arrived at the Wayside Inn up in Sudbury. We lived only 45 minutes south and we decided to take advantage of the inn's winter weekend special, which consisted of three days and two nights with meals. We had gone to the inn many times over the years, for dinner occasionally, but mostly to sit for a few hours in the original tap room with a great big fireplace. 
We also learned over the years of the haunting of the inn that was really the main reason for going because my wife is crazy about ghosts and everything that goes along with them. We live in a haunted house ourselves, but that's another story. The Wayside Inn has one room in particular that is haunted, room number nine. We called for reservations a few months previous. My wife asked if the room was available for the weekend we planned on going, and it was. We both worked that Friday, so we left for our weekend away right after we got home. As I said, it was wicked cold. As we walked from the car across the parking area, the snow squeaked under our feet at every step. It was nice to get inside to our warm room and then to the tap room for some drinks and some food. Many people who have stayed in room 9 said that they saw a woman standing at the foot of the bed or sitting in a chair in the corner of the room. Other people said they were touched during the night. With all this in mind, we settled down in Jerusha's old bedroom after a nice supper and a crackling fire. The room is set up like any typical bedroom in an inn. A nice queen-sized bed, a bureau, a couple comfortable chairs, and small tables. There's a small bathroom with a shower attached also. The walls of the room, the ceiling, and the floor are all original. As soon as you enter, you know you are in a 1700-era room. It's really nice. To get to the room, we have to pass through some dining rooms and a front hall all original to the house, until you come to a small staircase that very narrowly winds around a couple of steps before it goes straight up to a small landing. This staircase is very, very steep. There's a rail on the left and a rope on the wall on the right to help you pull your way up if you find it needful. When you get to the top and are on the small landing, the door to the room is right in front of you. If you continue to the left, you would take maybe two or three steps and have to turn left again another three or four steps to get to room number 10, which is said to be haunted on occasions as well. It was kind of late, maybe around 10, when we finally got in bed. My wife was pretty excited. She would quietly speak out loud to Jerusha Howe, asking her if she was there and telling her that she wanted to see her. I'm a firm believer in ghosts and stuff like that, but I don't take it that far. We settled into bed and before too long, my wife was asleep. I woke her up a few times because she was the one that wanted so badly to see a ghost or have some kind of supernatural experience. I couldn't believe she was falling asleep so quickly. After a few times of that, I gave up trying to keep her awake and I fell asleep as well. I can't really remember just what time it was when the haunting happened. I'm guessing that was after 2 a.m., close to 3 a.m. maybe. All of a sudden, I woke up with a start. I was lying on my back when I felt someone's fingers pressing on my legs just above my knees, and they kind of walked up my legs about six to eight inches, then stopped. The initial touch woke me up completely. Then I lay there on my back and felt it continue. I sat up real quick at that point, I tell you, and pushed my wife and said, wake up, I just felt someone touch me. Well, boy, I was quite in a state at that point, and my wife couldn't believe it. I think she was kind of jealous that she didn't see, hear, or feel anything herself. Well, she wasn't disappointed for long. People have said, we found out, that men have the most haunting experiences in the room. They think Jerusha is looking for her long-lost love. We were awake for quite a while after that, especially me. As cool as the experience was, it was a bit unnerving to feel someone who you can't see actually touch you, and I'll say it again, I didn't imagine it. I physically felt someone touching my legs. We both dozed on and off until sometime before 5 a.m. when the sound of two people talking woke us both up. It first sounded like they were at the bottom of the stairs that led up to rooms 9 and 10. Then we could tell they were coming up the stairs. We couldn't understand what they were saying, but it was kind of loud. We thought, what the heck are people talking so loud for? It's not even five o'clock in the morning. There was, for safety reasons, a light on in the stairwell all the time, and we could see it under our door to our room. After a short time, we could see that someone walked past our door, still talking in an inaudible way. After a few seconds later, it stopped. We thought there must be people staying in room 10, and we figured they must have just come in from being out all night long. 
We fell asleep for another hour or two, then got up, got dressed, and made our way down to the dining room for breakfast. We stopped in at the main lobby where we were talking to two people who worked at the front desk, and we told them of my experience with what we believed to be Jerusha. We then mentioned that we heard people in the stairwell and asked if there were other guests in room 10. The man at the desk said yes, and as a matter of fact, here they are now. We turned and saw a man and a woman, a bit older than us, walking into the lobby behind us. We asked them if they'd gotten in early that morning around 5, after a late night, and they had said no. They said they could hear two people in the stairwell around 5 in the morning, and they thought that it must be the people in room 9. There you go, everybody. The people in room 10 heard the same voices that my parents heard, and both of the couples in each room thought it was the other people. Turns out, it was neither of them. So who was it? My parents speculate that it was Jerusha talking to one of her friends. An interesting thing that comes to my mind after hearing this is that neither couple heard a door open or close. The voices just stopped. And you can hear everything right there. In my footage that I shot for this video of me on the staircase, you can hear every creak of my foot on the floor. You can hear everything you touch, all the wood. It just makes so much noise. I think this. Yeah, these are the rooms. This too. So they would have heard someone go in and out of the doors. Well, there you have it, everybody. The ghostly experiences that my parents had firsthand in 2004 at the Wayside Inn. I've always wanted to stay in this inn myself and see what would happen, especially now being 41 years old and Jerusha was 44 when she passed away, never married her fiance. I wonder if she would think I was her fiance. I just need to use my world record acting skills and put on my British accent and I'll really fool her. So there you go, everyone. A special little bonus episode. I'll be back in LA in a couple days and I'll get back to the grind of making more grave stories. Until then, please subscribe. I'm on my way to 500,000 subscribers. I appreciate all the views, all the thumbs, all the comments. If you don't mind keeping me pumping through the algorithm, I'll love you forever. Thanks for watching, everyone. Goodbye.